This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I am your host, Vlor GTZ, and today I have with me two special people. First up, we have Laser Kid. Howdy. And also with us today, we have R Dragon. Hey. How you guys doing today? I'm doing all right. Surviving the post-Thanksgiving uh, aftershock, as it were. <laughs> yeah, same. I, I definitely feel that. I got back from my uh, Thanksgiving vacation at like 1 a.m. in the morning today, and then I had to go to a meeting at like 8 a.m., so I got like little to no sleep, because Minnesota also gets a ton of snow, and when you leave for a few days after a snowstorm, your driveway is just kind of covered in snow. So guess what I did when I got back? Shoveled snow. At 1 a.m. I got that to look forward to. I get to fly home on Wednesday. um, Our dragon, you're in the state I live in. How's the snow situation? Well, here, it's not too bad. It was worse when I went home over the week, over uh, Thanksgiving week. Um, But it's not all that bad down here. Yeah. That's a bit surprising considering your guys' estate. Yeah, way I up get in to the fly mountains. back into Salt Lake City, and uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. My car is parked at a friend's house near the airport, so yeah, that, that'll be uh, that'll be fun on Wednesday. Ugh, good old snow ruining everyone's life. Yes, everyone except for uh, Sean, who apparently likes. Yes, you're getting a call on Sean. Have fun yes. with that. <laughs> Sean from the Tsunami Faithful Discord. Sean, read your manga. Uh, Sean, go read the manga and accept that snow is evil. <laughs> I like how he's showing pictures of how snow isn't bad. And it, you can literally see just the grass. It's not even that much snow. It's like less than an inch. We love you, Sean. That's why you get call out. Yeah, I actually uh, had to stay at my parents' house uh, one day longer than I expected to because we got kind of snowed in and we couldn't get out of the driveway. <laughs> well, luckily this episode of Demon Slayer doesn't really have that much snow in it. I, I mean, know. that's true, it does not. It's mostly just slaying demons like usual. Um, So, let's just get straight into the recap for uh, Demon Slayer Episode 7. Yeah. So, Tanjiro is still fighting the bog demon and, uh, He's, like, uh, getting a bit of the upper hand now that Nezuko's helping out. Um, but he decides to actually go into, like, the swamp kind of portal the demon uh, creates so that he can take down um, the other two demons that are kind of, like, passing through the uh, swamp thing to kind of, like, uh, get the jump on him. So he kind of dives in there and... There's all these different, like, garments for all the different uh, women that the Bog Demon has killed. And the two, two of the demons of, of, like, the three, like, person Bog Demon try to attack Tanjiro. But Tanjiro uh, manages to kill them with his uh, water breathing techniques. 
Meanwhile, on the surface, Nezuko is uh, fighting the primary bog demon, who, while also protecting uh, uh, Kazumi and the girl that uh, the bog demon tried to kidnap. And the bog demon notes that Nezuko seems to have gotten a lot of blood from uh, Muzan because uh, Nezuko is actually pretty dang strong and is actually holding her own really well against the bog demon. Um, but the bog demon kind of just starts getting enraged and starts actually uh, trying to overpower Nezuko. And as it seems to finally succeed in doing so, Tanjiro pops out of the uh, swamp portal and uh, attacks the bog demon and basically pins it down to the floor um, and starts interrogating it. So specifically, Tanjiro wants to know more about Muzan, the... Basically, the creator of all the demons. But the bog demon doesn't really want to talk about Muzan. And we see why in a flashback, um, basically explaining how Muzan is kind of always watching the demons that he, like, uh, basically controls. So the bog demon is, like, terrified of even the idea of Muzan knowing that uh, he talk. He would talk about him at all. So like this ends up like uh, leading to uh, the body demon trying to do one final assault, assault on uh, Tanjiro, and it basically ends in Tanjiro cutting off its head. That's a big nope. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's not even much of a struggle at that point. Tanjiro's just like, oh, cut. And uh, Tanjiro's kind of pretty disappointed in this because once again he's kind of failed to get a lead. To help save Nezuko. But he hasn't lost all hope. Because he knows that he'll just try harder next time. Like the good boy that he is. Um, meanwhile. Kazumi is uh, pretty distraught about the whole situation. Because at the end of the day. His fiance is dead. And uh, not there's not much. That can really be done to solve that. Uh, Kazumi's kind of screwed. Um, and he yeah. kind of takes out his anger. On Tanjiro. He's like uh, what do you know about losing someone. You can't relate to me. And Tanjiro doesn't really get angry at, at him at all. He just kind of gives him a nice, kind smile. And then uh, hands uh, Cosme the kind of, the collection of uh, pendants that uh, the Bogdun was uh, collecting. And uh, says that, hey, you can probably find your fiancé's uh, uh, valuable in there uh, to remember as a keepsake. And as Tanjiro walks away, he Kazumi realized that Tanjiro was also a victim of the demons. Like, obviously, Tanjiro's family got murdered by the demons. So Kazumi finally kind of uh, comes to this realization and uh, apologizes to Tanjiro as uh, Tanjiro's kind of walking away. And uh, Tanjiro kind of just uh, gives him a kind farewell and then goes away into the distance. As he gets further away, though, we realize that Tanjiro is also really pissed about everything. Uh, he's kind of realized, like, hey, there's others like me, and Muzan has done this to everyone. He's responsible for all this tragedy that's happening. Um, but while he's kind of dwelling in this anger, the his Kasukai Krog uh, comes and tells him that he has to go to Asakusa for his next mission. So then we flash forward to... Uh, 
uh, Asakusa, and Tanjiro is just kind of overwhelmed by it all because it's a pretty huge city, and he's in a marketplace, and there's tons of people, and being someone who's from the country, he just doesn't know how to handle it all. Um, at one point, he even walks Little into an alley where, like, the big city. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so at one point, he even like walks into an alley where, where like two people are like making out. And he just gets like super flustered and then tries to run away from all the crowds with Nezuko. And uh, he goes to an udon shop and uh, tries to get some udon to kind of just relax himself. But before he can uh, consume his delicious, delicious udon, he smells a familiar scent. The scent of the demon that attacked his house. Dun, dun, dun. So he immediately... Go rushes towards that scent because it's most likely Muzan. And he comes across a man uh, with a, a very kind of slender appearance. Very human-like in appearance, almost. It's it, it's almost Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what yeah, I was I thinking. I didn't want to make the Michael Jackson joke because literally everyone <laughs> has made the Michael Jackson joke. But he kind of does look like Michael Jackson. I, I've, I have ruined the party. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is ruined, Laser. Ruined forever. <laughs> I, 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 um, does that mean that I'm the one that's bad? Y- yes, clearly. The Demon Slayer podcast is canceled because of Laser. <laughs> Anyways, so he uh, goes up to this mysterious man. And yes, it is, in fact, Muzan. But interestingly enough, he's holding a young girl. And with him, he has someone who appears to be his wife. So Tanjiro's kind of just freaking out about this because he's like, oh my god, this demon is posing as a human and pretending to have a family. Um, And you can just see the anger rushing over like Tanjiro's face. And Muzan is kind of just given kind of nonchalant expression. He's like, who the heck are you? Well, I think you must be mistaking me for someone else. But he's clearly aware that Tanjiro is a demon slayer. And to get out of the situation quickly, he does a quick sleight of hand and cuts the neck of a nearby person. And that person suddenly turns into a demon and starts attacking the entire crowd. And that's basically where the episode ends. Uh, basically, chaos is ensuing. And now Tanjiro kind of has to deal with it while also uh, dealing with the fact that he's in front of Muzan. Yep. A very unenviable position. <laughs> very. Yeah. I always find this uh, episode and this part of the series kind of interesting because I know a lot of people have mixed opinions on the fact that Muzan is introduced so early into the story like this is only like volume two or so of the manga and it's it's just usually unusual to have a main villain show up so quickly in your story it did feel weird when i was reading the manga but it really works well yeah yeah i'd I'd, uh, definitely agree with that um i've talked about this a few times with a few other people but one theory I've always had about this is, as some people know, Demon Slayer wasn't an instant hit in Shonen Jump. Um, so I think 
Part of me feels like this decision was made uh, by Gotagay to introduce Muzan so early so that the readership would kind of increase and people would get more invested in the story. And I, I think it probably was a factor because I feel like by having Muzan introduced this early, you have a good direction of, okay, this is the guy that Tanjiro has to eventually fight. This is our end goal. It really helps to personalize what was impersonal before because it's like, oh, well, some, some guy at first was like, oh, yeah, some demon, um, you know, killed your family and screwed your, with your sister. And we don't know who it is, some guy. And so it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, there's, it was a specific guy. There's only one. His name is Muzon. Okay. But who is Muzon? Nobody knows. He's really yeah. old. Oh, hey. And now, hi, I'm Muzon. Evil. I'm also just a jerk. Like, I feel like Demon Slayer could have easily just kept going on kind of the Demon of the Week type formula, which I feel is kind of what the Bog Demon uh, mini-arc is sort of like. I feel like that was kind of testing the waters to see if that would work. But having Muzan kind of established and then having everything else moving forward revolving around Muzan's direct involvement, I think just works a lot better. Especially since, like, you have the villain clearly established... And you actually can then uh, notice the slow progression towards that end goal of fighting him. So it just works well in that way. Oh, yeah. And it's just a big shocking moment right then. Like, you're not expecting to run into him that early and all of a sudden, oh, shoot, are they going to have to fight now already? Well, Uh, also, because, oh, hi, it's Muzan, but also... It's there's some people there that is like, oh, it's my, it's it's his wife and kid, and like, um, this complicates things a great. Yes. Yeah. One the one thing that's always kind of confused me though about like Muzan's like wife and daughter is that they really aren't important to the grand story at all, and and that kind of makes me wonder like, are they actually like, is that daughter like his actual biological daughter, or like, is he just? posing as someone who we like killed because like as we'll see throughout the series muzan takes up multiple different personalities and people like he'll pretend to be like a specific person as a part of a different household on kind of the regular so it, it d- definitely makes you wonder like uh, is this really like a life that he's created for himself or is this one that he's just stealing from other people okay yeah it's definitely I can a see good that. question yeah, so just, it just really makes you think. And also, I think the reveal of just, hey, he's interacting with humans and pretending to be human is just so surprising, too, because you're, you're expecting probably Muzan to be this, like, ruthless, like, outlandish demon that's slaughtering people left and right. And, I mean, Muzan is definitely like that, but he's much more subtle about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can totally agree with that. He pretty much even non Yeah, you know what? Go fight that guy. Leave me alone. I don't want to deal with you. I'm causing a ruckus with my over here. Fake or real, who knows? He, he is, uh, he's the Kira of Demon Slayer. He's living an ordinary life, but he's just murdering people in swarms in the background. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, dear. It's Yoshikage Kira. Oh, God. Oh Everybody. boy! <laughs> yeah, I do get those vibes. I definitely get those vibes from. from and like you said, the question is: Is it actually his, or is he just kind of borrowing them? One of the things that I really took notice of in this particular viewing 
was the comment from the Bog Demon that Nezuko got a lot of blood from Muzan. And this made me really wonder something for the first time. Like, I, I, I read the manga ages ago, and for whatever reason, it didn't quite sit in the way it did when I watched, the, when I watched it for taking notes. Um, I always had assumed up to this point that, you know, Muzan just got cut fighting something, and, well, blood went in her, and it was an accident. But you don't lose a lot of blood on accident. What did Muzan want with Nezuko, of all people? Like, talk about people who are middle of nowhere, Zell. Tondra's family just kind of out in the middle of nowhere. This leads credence to a theory I've long had, but I don't want to go necessarily too into it because it involves Mog and all. Man, what is his hmm. plan for... And, and was it for Nezuko, or was it for just someone in that family in Nezuko? Could it have been Tondra if he'd been there that night? Who freaking... Yeah, I mean, in the, in the manga, the recent stuff, we have sort of started getting closer to, like, trying to understand why was it the Kamado family that he slaughtered. But even now, like, the full picture isn't there. It, it still really makes me think, like, why did he turn as going into a demon? Like, he, there was no reason for him necessarily to do it. And it's not like Nesuko was the one who killed the rest of Tanjiro's family. They were all killed directly by Muzan. And it gets weirder because I've seen his MO in the manga later. I'm going to give minor spoilers here, I guess. Muzan creates demons to use them. What did he... He just left her? Like, my only theory there is that he knew that Tanjiro was also part of the family. So he intentionally uh, made Nezuko a demon so that Nezuko would kill Tanjiro when he came home. The flip side of that, though, is that he probably didn't realize... Nezuko would be like an abnormality for his powers. I mean, if she had, she wouldn't have still been there. She would have gone off and ate somebody. Yeah, but like Nezuko was still passed out, though. That was the thing. Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. I don't know, then. Yeah, it's it's a lot to think about. And hopefully we'll have the answers. At some point, I guess. But uh, I guess uh, more, more focused on, uh, I guess... The anime episode itself, obviously this uh, adapted chapters 12 and 13 of the manga, but also just uh, t- does a really good job of doing so. It takes, as usual, a few liberties with the framing of the action scenes to really emphasize the kind of dynamic, uh, the dynamic aspects of the fights. And overall, it's just really good, and I think it does a really good job of... Uh, uh, conveying kind of the impact and kind of the adrenaline of the fights um, in a way that the early manga doesn't do the best job at. I know a lot of people, as we mentioned before, have felt that the early chapters of the series are kind of slow, but uh, like we've said always, <laughs> like the anime, the anime does such a good job of solving that. It knows how to really kind of gauge the average viewer so that they're invested in the story much earlier than your average uh, reader of the manga. Yeah, it took me a while mm-hmm. to get into the manga. Um, I think I wouldn't have read it so long if you weren't such a fan of it, to be honest. For shame. For shame. I'm a, tra- I'm a true believer now, man. I bought all the volumes. And stuff. I'm a- <laughs> and here's me having not even started reading the manga. <laughs> Our dragon, I'm going to literally go to your house because uh, I know where I know where you, and I'm going to pull up my <laughs> digital chapter and be like, read the manga. I mean, our dragon, do you have a jump subscription? 
Yes. That then go read it. Yeah, go go read it. It's 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 I, I say this not just for you, for anybody. Jump subscription if you have it, read Demon's Lair. If you don't have it, it's two bucks. Lots of good stuff. Go read Demons. <laughs> Plus the monthly releases are starting this month. So you'll be able to catch up by June? I make a happy birthday to me. Because <laughs> my birthday's in June. I'll be like, I can finally read all of Demon Slayer. <laughs> It'll be a weird day seeing that gap filled. I will be very happy. Mm. I will be jumping up and down like a crazy person. <laughs> Honestly, same. To kind of throw it back on the point, some of the stuff that made interesting notes for me, just putting Tundro not quite realizing, oh, hey, Nesco can fight for herself, and then realizing it when she's actually doing something like, oh, not her so much. That seemed to be an interesting movement in the plot for me. Yeah, it's one that I'm really happy about, too, because, like, Nesco could have easily just been a damsel in distress for the series, and at times that is kind of a problem where she kind of does fall to the wayside, but at least early on they kind of established that, hey, she can actually do stuff. She can actually fight. And she doesn't need Tanjiro to always protect her. And in fact, she can protect other people. Which is really nice. It kind of gives this whole sibling bond more of weight to it. Yeah. No, I definitely yeah. agree with that. Um, also, was it just me? It felt like she was defending those guys more effectively than Tondra was. Like, she's a better defense and he's a better offense. I don't want to commit to that, but it was a feeling I was getting. I mean, Nesco is definitely more physically strong than Tondro. There's no, there's no debate about that. So I think it might just be that she's so strong that it just is a little bit easier for her. It makes sense. Um, but they, they definitely make a really good team. Like, fighting the Bog Demon really shows how well they, they can work. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. And I suddenly just think, she's the tank and he's the DPS. I mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, she wanted to be for sure. Although, him having a Nietzsche sword really helps with that. Yeah, I mean, that's not far off base. I mean, I do RPG vibes out of this, like pencil and paper style. Like, was this some role-playing game uh, story that he was in at one point and decided to elaborate on? Because it does kind of have a feel from that. Of course, I wonder I that no about idea. a lot of things because I'm an RPG door. It's a true mystery. But I guess we should also talk uh, briefly about uh, the English cast members that were introduced in this episode. So just going down the credits list here. We have uh, Muzan's wife, which was voiced by uh, Kirsten Day. As far as I could find, uh, Kirsten hasn't done a ton of anime roles specifically, but they were uh, Leth in Fire Emblem Heroes. So that, that's pretty cool. This is, seems to be one of their earlier anime roles. So it's, it's cool to see some new voices uh, in the dubbing industry. Yeah, absolutely. She's doing a good job. Like, I thought she sounded like a natural person. Yeah, that's always good. Yeah. I mean, Muzan's wife is basically like, hey, what the heck? And you, yeah, hey, what the <laughs> heck is the feeling I got both from the word and the delivery? So, yeah. Yeah, then uh, moving down the line here, we have Xanthune, who is voicing uh, Muzan's daughter. And I believe she voiced feel bad that I'm forgetting it right now. I mean, if I'm, I don't have everyone memorized either, so... 
It's the law of the Demon Slayer podcast that we must memorize every single cast member, no matter how small. <laughs> I'm going to the Demon Slayer podcast jail for a number of them. Tell Sean to say hi. <laughs> hey, Sean, what's up? We're, we're hanging out in jail. It's fun. <laughs> R Dragon, did you have any fun, interesting thoughts? Nah, I liked the voice performances uh, overall. I really like that crow for some reason, or raven, or oh the the uh, the crows that uh, hilariously give Tondro no slack whatsoever. Hey, I need, yeah. I must go now. But I, I just had a big fight. Go, oh man. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of. Yeah. I mean, I, I I love those things in the manga. I love them in the show. It's they're always they have a little bit of their own little mentality. It's not just literally parroting a message. They have a personality of their own. Yeah, I just laugh whenever they show up. I mean, I don't blame you. I well, so nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I particularly liked the uh, voice they had for uh, Muzon. Muzon's perfect. Like, Every way I could have. Oh, moved. yeah. Like, I, just... I have a lot of knowledge about Muzon from reading the. I started reading that manga. And, oh, man. It was really cool to hear. Yeah, like, I was just sold on how much of a threat he is just from that first appearance. Okay, so I found it. It was uh, Tokie um, from the previous uh, mini arc. So I, th- I think that was the girl that uh, the Bonki was trying to kidnap, but Tanjiro saved. Oh, all right. Yeah, who spent most of the arc asleep, so she didn't really do much. Uh, yeah, she was uh, pulling an Esuko. But uh, yeah, so I guess like uh, since she was already probably recording for that, they probably like, hey, let's also have you record for Kimitsuji's daughter. Because like, I don't think like she even shows up after this. So it's probably just no. Some, I don't believe so. Not either. a lot of lines to record, anyways. So yeah. Yep. Our dragon and I were uh, giving uh, Greg Chun some more props for an amazing job as Muzan. Yeah, I mean, so this was a uh, basically Greg Chun's debut as Muzan in this episode, and yeah, he does a fantastic job. Just from the little that we see here, I'm really interested to see him kind of go more sadistic with the role as we, like. Muzan brings out more of his, like, demon side. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Hmm, that's something to look forward to. <laughs> Muzan isn't just evil. Muzan's a dick. <laughs> and then one, one last minor character that had a credited role in this episode was uh the Noodle Stand Shopkeeper, who actually does appear in a few episodes, I believe. He is voiced by Frank Todaro, who voiced... uh. Tamami Kobayashi in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Diamond is Unbreakable. Um, he's the stand user that has like the whole uh, lock stand that is like all about like bribery and stuff. Like he's the one who tries to like blackmail Koichi and like tries to like get it on with like his mom and like sister. Oh uh, yeah, that. Yeah, guy. I remember him. <laughs> oh JoJo. Yeah, I always find that character kind of amusing because I believe in the manga, he's initially like a normally like sized character, but after he's defeated, he becomes like Koichi sized. So he literally loses height after being defeated. It's it's really funny. I mean, yeah, that's that's uh, right there. Yeah, the heights in JoJo, from what I've seen, are very weird. 
just like the rest of JoJo. Yup. But overall, the voice performances have continued to be solid in the Demon Slayer dub. Um, we kind of praise it every week at this point, but it really is just that good of a dub. It really is, and I, I, I almost worry that I'm overstating. Currently, feel that it's my favorite dub of all time, just because of how well everyone fits their role, and not just the like for a voice voice feel, but the acting as well. Both are really great casting and really great acting. The real test will be when Bryce shows up as a Nosuke. Uh, I'm <laughs> both excited for yet dreading this because I love Bryce. I love him. I have to admit I'm a bit of a doubter for him, but I'm hoping that I'm wrong because I want to be wrong. Because if he can pull off a gritty Nosuke, that'd be amazing. I've heard I heard the little sample clip thing. I'm on the fence on it. Yeah, I feel like it might not work out of context, but uh, we, I think we really have to see him just in like natural dialogue with Inosuke. The first time he tells him, so, says he's going to be the god of the mountain, I think it'll be. A- he he has to scream coming through like he does in the in the manga and the subs. <laughs> oh, Inosuke! Inosuke is one of those characters that can only be described by his own name. Yeah, he's, he's just an Inosuke. Yeah. yeah, I never got that far when I watched the sub, but I am looking forward to meeting him. Okay, now our dragon has to go to the to the Demon Slayer jail. <laughs> okay, so so it's me, our dragon, and Sean just by default. Yeah, I mean, at some point we might just feed Sean to the wolves. It'll give you guys some more leg room. Stretch my legs out. I'm just. I'm just way behind on anime in general. Like, I haven't finished anything that I was watching last season, and I haven't even started on anything this season. I'm honestly the same. I don't really watch that much anime anymore. It's all really manga and, like, novels and... I'm slowly turning into you, V-Lord. It's kind of scary, because, yeah, I haven't watched as much anime. I got surprised that uh, Legend of Galactic Heroes came back. I wasn't ready for it. And I'm like, how did I not know this was coming? I love this show. Ah, three episodes behind. I keep getting distracted by shiny new things. And then I'm reading manga every Sunday, like, aha, Shonen Jump app. Show me the goods. Yes. (laughs) Why would I watch, uh... Demon Slayer when I can read Zip Man. That's hilarious. So, uh, any final thoughts on this episode? Uh, it was a um, really good one. I think it raised it, it, the stakes. It good to... Yeah, it, it got me really interested in seeing where this series is going. I think it's a really good pivotal moment because we've gone from, as you said, almost like moment to moment of a uh, Monster of the Day to... Oh, there's a plot here. Oh, oh. And I just want to reiterate, Muzan, you could have done anything you wanted. Anything you wanted. You could have even played dumb the Tundra. But no, no, you had to go and turn a demon. You're not just evil, you're a dick. <laughs> yeah. It's involving some random passerby. I mean, that's pretty on brand for Muzan, so... Oh, it's very on brand for Muzan, but like... He could have easily do like like he did at first. He was like, um, I don't know you. I've got a wife and kid. What's your problem? Just be like smiling on the inside evilly and be like, Tundra would be like, I know you. Um, I, I think we need to get this kid to a mental hospital. I, I think he needs help. Let me help you get some help. 
He could have done anything <laughs> like that. No, no, I'm just gonna cre- screw over some random passerby just to get to, to make a distraction. That 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 because you know I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm not just evil. What are you talking about? I, like, what are you on? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Pretty much, he went above and beyond for the evil. Which, yes, this is on. This is who he is. <laughs> Fun. As opposed to off-brand Muzon. Off-brand Muzon that you buy at the store that's not as good quality. This is on. <laughs> it goes stale after like one week. Meanwhile, that legit good Muzon never spoils. <laughs> yeah, about the off-brand Muzon, you think you're getting a deal because you're getting a bunch of it for cheaper, but then, then it's just taste as good. So. It's not the same. Yeah. But yeah, I guess so. We might as well just plug our stuff and get out of here now. So, Laser, where can the good people find you? Ah, the good people and the bad people, I guess, although don't be bad people, um, can find me at uh, LaserKid Prime on uh, Twitter. And as always, I'm bouncing around the Tanami Faithful Discord. And R-Dragon, where can people find you? So, I'm the RPG Dragon on Twitter, and... I occasionally check in on the Toonami Discord. I don't often post, but I occasionally check in. <laughs> Living that lurking life. Yep. Well, as for myself, you can find me on Twitter at VLordGTZ, where I usually post about whatever I'm up to, usually involving reading manga, writing reviews, and not sleeping. Or all three at the same time. <laughs> VLord, why are we clones? Because we make bad life choices? I guess so. But aside from that, you can find my more manga-focused reviews over on all-comic.com, as well as my more Toonami-focused reviews and articles over on ToonamiFaithful.com. And of course, you can follow the podcast itself on Twitter at DSlayerPodcast, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DemonSlayerPodcast. Um, so follow those if you want updates about the podcast, as well as just some general Demon Slayer news when anything uh, big comes out, like uh, the recent Oricon sales where Demon Slayer beat One Piece. So yeah, that, that, that was a very big deal. I love my One Piece, but I also love my uh, Demon Slayer, so I couldn't be happier for either one of them. They're both great. Oh yeah. For sure. Um, but aside from that, uh, you can find the podcast itself on a wide variety of platforms, um, from Anchor to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it, it's probably there. So just go listen to it on whatever uh, podcast platform you prefer. And uh, we also have a, a sub page right now on the Tanami Faithful website. That's uh, TanamiFaithful.com slash Demon Slayer podcast. Right now we're just kind of posting the uh, podcast episodes there. But uh, we're thinking maybe doing some reviews or articles over there as well at some point. So if we do do those, you can check the Twitter and Facebook because we'll probably share news about it over there. And uh, that about does it though. So we will catch you guys later. Thanks for having me. Take care as always.